I thank the Lord what he's done throughout the ages. Sin hasn't changed, and we haven't become more sinful. That's not it. We've just gotten closer to the Lord to understand what it is that he wants us to do. He does not want us to regiment. He does not want us to tell people what to do or how to do it. He wants us to sow the seed of the gospel. He wants us to sow the seed of the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because once Jesus Christ is planted in a life, then Jesus will start to give the orders to that life through the truth of his word. You see, we don't want to wait till Jesus does it. We want to do it. And that's where we get into all our troubles. And we get into bad trouble, real bad trouble. Now, in the fourth chapter, it's, uh, it talks about wisdom. Verse 6, please. I'm reading from the Living Bible only because, to me, and I say this sincerely, uh, the Living Bible is not the best interpretation. Matter of fact, in the list of 1 to 10, it is number 10. And they only put it in number 10 because they have to register it for the amount of sales it has. Do you understand what I mean? So if it was up to the scholars, they wouldn't even look at it. But that's okay. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about people understanding in today's language the Word of God, especially a proverb. Because I didn't live in the days of King James. So whatever Robin Hood did back then, or whoever did it, I really don't understand the proverbs of those days. Okay, here we go. It says, cling to wisdom. Verse 6. She'll protect you. Love her. She will guard you. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And with your wisdom, develop common sense and good judgment. Now, if you exalt wisdom, she'll exalt you. Hold her fast, and she'll lead you to great honor. She will place a beautiful crown upon your head. My son, listen to me and do as I say. And you'll have a long, good life. I would have you learn this great fact, that a life of doing right is the wisest life there is. If you live that kind of life, you'll not limp or stumble as you run. What did Jesus say? I am the light of the world, and he that walks in my light will not stumble in darkness. Carry out my instructions. Don't forget them. For they'll lead you to real living. Don't do as the wicked do. Avoid their haunts. Turn away. Go somewhere else. Because evil men can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest unless they've caused someone to stumble and fall. They eat and drink wickedness and violence but the good man's walk but the good man walks along in the ever brightening light of God's favor the dawn gives way to morning splendor while the evil man gropes and stumbles in the dark listen son of mine to what I say listen carefully keep these thoughts ever in your mind let them penetrate deep within your heart for they will mean real life for you and radiant health above all else guard your affections for they influence everything else in your life spurn the careless kiss of a prostitute 
Stay far from her. Look straight ahead and don't even turn your head to look. Watch your step. Stick to the path and be safe. Don't sidetrack. Pull back your foot from danger. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the fifth chapter, I want you to, it starts out with the warning against sexual sin. And this is the way it ends, and I, I, I want you to listen to it carefully. It's, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because it's a human problem. It's an everyday problem. It's a problem that the Bible addresses very carefully. It says, listen to me, my son. I know what I'm saying. Listen. Watch yourself. Lest you be indiscreet and betray some vital information. For the lips of a prostitute are as sweet as honey, and smooth flattery is her stock in trade. But afterward, only bitter conscience is left to you. Sharp as a double-edged sword, she leads you down to death and hell. For she does not know, she does not know the path of life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't even realize where it leads. Young men, listen to me, and never forget what I'm about to say. Run from her. Don't go near her house, lest you fall to her temptation and lose your honor, and give the remainder of your life to the cruel and the merciless. Lest strangers obtain your wealth and you become a slave of foreigners. Lest afterward you groan in anguish and shame when syphilis, we could add something to this today, and AIDS consume your body. And you say, oh, if I'd only listened, if I, only, if I had only listened, if only I had not demanded my own way. Oh, why wouldn't I take advice? Why was I so stupid? For now I must face public disgrace. Drink from your own well, my son. Be faithful and true to your wife. Why should you beget children with women of the street? Why share your children with those outside your home? Be happy, yes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Let her breasts and tender embraces satisfy you. Let her love alone fill you with delight. Why delight yourself with prostitutes embracing what isn't yours? For God is closely watching you. And he weighs carefully everything you do. The wicked man is doomed by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He shall die because he will not listen to the truth. And he has let himself be led away into incredible folly. If there were a title for this morning's conversation, and that's exactly what it's going to be, just a conversation, it would be the urgency of wisdom. You know, sometimes we think wisdom is what produces an Einstein. We think wisdom is what produces the greatest people that the world has ever known, not only in science, but in the creative arts, uh, in music, in whatever. Uh, we think that, that that's not wisdom. That is knowledge. Between knowledge and wisdom, there is a whole mountain abyss, if you know what I mean. Knowledge is interesting. Knowledge is that which uh, you can receive, you can learn, and you can memorize. It has to do with being able to uh, take in instruction. It has to do with being able to memorize uh, basic truths or formulas or laws or whatever you're into. Now that can be had. 
in my little writing in your program today. It says, have you ever met people? And it's the truth that have a whole list of alphabets behind their names. Yet, with all the knowledge that they've stored, with all the knowledge that they've gained, have you ever watched these people? Some of them are accidents looking where to happen. Yeah, some of them are human disasters. Some with all the knowledge they've learned, they haven't been able to keep their home together, they haven't been able to keep their lives together, they haven't been able to do anything. Why? Because knowledge doesn't do it. Knowledge doesn't cut it. Wisdom does. And what's the difference? <laughs> wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. It's wisdom that knows when, where, why, and how to apply it. That's, that's what wisdom is all about. Wisdom is the time clock that comes to a mind that's blessed by God. Knowing when. Do you know that there are answers that you have and that people are looking for and that maybe it's just not the right time for you to give? Wisdom is to know when to speak. When to speak and, and, and what to say. There's a big difference. The Bible declares here in the book of Proverbs, and it goes on all the way up to the ninth chapter of Proverbs, it hits hard on wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. I'm intrigued because it calls her she. Wisdom, simply talking about a treasure, talking about something we need. God declares the following, give attention to wisdom. But it also says give attention to knowledge. It's when the two blend together. It's when the two come hand in hand. It's when the two meet and kiss that everything you learned is worth a million. Now, we live in a world without absolutes. Oh, they'll accept some absolutes, such as the law of gravity. You know, if you jump off the Empire State Building, you'll be a fried egg. Yeah, by the time you get to the bottom. That's the law of gravity. <laughs> you, you, there's no way you're going to beat the law. Parachute? Okay. Suction cups? Ah. Whatever. But you know what I'm saying. Basically and honestly. We live in a world that doesn't want to accept absolutes. When it comes to morality, uh, when it comes to truth to, to live by, okay, our world... Wars, isn't it interesting? Our world wars with absolutes. Matter of fact, you're the biggest rebel in the world when you say, yeah, that's what they say. Ah, I don't believe it. Oh yeah, that's what this established. Uh, uh, my father says it, my mother says it, the church says it, uh, my neighbor says it, but nah, that's not for me. Our world would live without it, right? But it's interesting, they would live without it. Yet each day... They try to make up as many as they can as they go along the way. Their little absolutes are like little songs, like little ditties. One says, if it feels good, do it. Now you put music to that and everybody's rocking and bopping. What else do they say? Well, if it feels good, it can't be bad. That's one of the latest. I've got good ears, folks. I listen to everything. Another one of the ditties is, you're, number, you're numero uno. Not so. Not so. 
That's good for the egotistical. That's good for the egomaniacs. That's good for the people that have only one goal in mind. They're the center. Their name is in the center. Their heart is in the center. Their spirit is in the center. Where are you going to go? It depends upon them. What are you going to... It depends upon them. You say, well, Sister Amy doesn't everything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Life becomes a, 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 a walk of many complementary situations. I go to a lot of places I don't want to go, but my husband wants to go, so I go. I do a lot of things that I don't want to do, but he wants to do them, so I do them. Am I better or worse? Have I given in? Have I surrendered? Is it a bad move? No, no, it's not. Because you see something? To make a couple click, there's got to be a give and a take. There's got to be a little bit pucky and a little bit paya. And this is the way you do it. And other than that, you'll simply draw guidelines and you'll draw wall lines. And there go the lines. You're there and I'm here and, whoa, the twain shall never meet. No way. And I'm finding out that there are a lot of things you don't like. Well, you don't understand. Let me put it that way. When I met my husband, he was big into classical music. He would talk to me about this opera and that opera and the other opera. I hadn't seen an opera. So I realized if I'm going to live with this man forever, I better get on, I better get on, I better get a move on. So while he was in Puerto Rico and I was here and we were not married, I went to operas. And I read the portfolios right straight through, but you know what? I got to love them. Oh, I got to love them. They were, they were all, I mean, you know what they are. They're the saddest things in the world. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a travesty. Better said, it's a tragedy. One right after the other, whether it's Romeo and Juliet, whether it's Pagliaccio, whether it's, uh, you name them all. Hey, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm richer for learning something I never, never knew before. Until I married him, I'd never gone to a baseball game. Oh, I've been to a lot of stickball games on 136th Street in Brook Avenue. But I'd never been to a baseball game. Wow. I'm off on Monday nights. You don't find me, go. If the Yankees are in town, that's where I am. And I take everybody I can find with me, and I love it. When they lose, I get sick to my stomach, but that's okay. That's okay, no problems. You give in. You give in. What am I trying to say to you people, folks? That the world is the only one, and I want to share this with you. Where are absolutes found? absolutes that are worth following. I don't want anybody to come and say to me that the whole configuration of life and all the answers of the configuration of life come from the great prophet of sex, Mr. Freud. Hey, give me a break. Give me a break. If you're sad, he'll find your sexual problem. If you're glad, he'll give you a sexual joy. That, 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 that's the reason for it. Uh, if you're down, if you're out, if you're up, if you're on, if you're over, if you're on, whatever. He'll move it into that barrier, saying that most of life has to do with suppressed sex. I won't even get into it, because I don't know that much about it. I had to study it for my certification in psychotherapy but I just felt that uh, he was too heavy on one side 
You understand what I mean? There's got to be a balance, and where there is no balance, we're all in trouble. And I thank the Lord for that. I'll tell you why. Because I have found absolutes. The absolutes are in the Word of God. The absolutes are in the Bible. You say, Sister Amy, but that's what I don't like about you people. Right away you bring out the Bible. Right away you say it's there. It is. It is. It is. Now, the way some people interpret it, the way some people interpret it, that's where we have our problems. That's where we have our problems. I, I don't want somebody that misinterprets scriptures to come and tell me how to live a holy life because that's not holiness. My bobbed hair does not mean I lack holiness. 47 years ago, where I was saved, it meant that. And if I walked into church like this, I had to wait till it grew out. And then they'd give me a discipline of certain months in which I couldn't share in anything. Isn't that something? But I have no problems with that. My hair reached my knees. I sat on it. Why? Because, well, I, 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 had, I had the beautiful experience of falling in love with Jesus. Do you know that? Whatever they told me, I said it was okay. I had no problems. I have problems now when I see the young people in their struggles. I have problems now when I realize that not everybody comes into that same encounter. Had they told me then, with the ignorance that they had and the ignorance that I had, that to serve Jesus you had to walk in your head, I'd already have a flat top and I'd already have some kind of mobility so I could keep walking on my head. But when I got into the Word of God, I found out that they weren't into the Word of God. They were into disciplines. They were into interpretive doctrines. They were into the way they saw things, but it wasn't the word. When I started to get into the word of God, I said, oh my Lord, help me, help me. And you know something? I had to come back to the same circle. And I didn't make any changes. I didn't make any waves. I didn't come in with a crusader spirit. I didn't come in challenging and charging. I didn't come in saying I had something new. No, 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 no. My hair was still long. My dresses were long and my sleeves reached my, my, my wrists. I behaved very well. But I had a whole new life within. My covering might have looked the same, but my freedom was glorious. My knowledge was rich and powerful. And I knew that someday God would give me the opportunity to share with people like you. People that are hungry for God and tired of rudiment. Hungry for God and tired of legalism. Hungry for God and tired of legislation. Hungry for God and willing to do anything for Him. But don't tie me in. Don't fence me in. Don't buckle me down. And I thank God the time came. You say, lady, you were able to wait that long? I had to. I had to. Because of submission, I worked with my father for 16 years. I wouldn't have offended him for the world. Then later on, I had other forces of submission. But they didn't do me any harm. They didn't kill my spirit. They didn't bury my life. On the contrary, I'm richer today than I've ever been before. I have more to offer. I have more to give. I stand tall, I stand proud, I stand very happy as I may be the one that gives the benediction or maybe the one that gives the invocation in the graduations across, across the city of New York held in big, beautiful, what shall we say, temples and cathedrals. And I, I don't have much to do, just a benediction, just an, uh, an invocation. But you know, I do it with all of my heart 
because my God has set me free. And as far as I'm concerned, he's placed me in high places. I want you to walk there with me. I want you to know it's there for you. I want you to know there's no more fear in religion. Why? Because our absolutes are grounded in the word of God. And the word of God doesn't, doesn't hurt. Listen to this. First of all, the word of God has been proved by time. Time. Voltaire in France said that he would struggle. And within the hundred years of his lifetime, he would abolish the Bible from France. And who didn't listen to Voltaire? I'm glad to announce to you that his home, which is like a tiny little chalet, is the home of the American Bible Society in France. It, it's just those little turns that God does. It's those little things that God does. I, I, my mother would have a real Puerto Rican saying, Al que no quiere sopa le dan dos taza. If you don't want soup, you get two bowls. But that's okay. It proves something great to me. That in due time, our God will be victor and conqueror of all things. You say, Sister Amy, but I don't want to get to wait till I'm you're all, as old as you. I mean, there, there's got to be something. Yeah, there is. There is. You may not have to wait as long as I've waited. You may not have to. Really. There are some people that take longer to get to a certain place. I've taken a long time. That has to do with my mentality. It has to do with my structure. It has to do with something about me. Maybe I'm just a wee bit retarded. But who cares? I'm a happy retard. I'm very happy. I have no problems with that. The Bible has been proven. Time has proven it. Oh, we wanted to tear it apart. Listen to the arguments. Uh, a man wrote it. Any man wrote it. It contradicts itself. Uh, uh, we've got better literary work before uh, the Rosetta Stones. We've got uh, uh, works from, uh, I, I can't remember all the names uh, of the works that were before. Hey, you may have a lot, but nothing in the world has affected the world like the Word of God. It's proved in time. It's proved itself. It's also been proven through persecution. You know, persecution eliminates a lot of things. Not the Bible. It's brought her up. Still the world's greatest bestseller. Can you imagine that? Our book is the bestseller. The bestseller. Now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have something. You gotta add something to that. And you say, Sister Amy, all right, well, there's the Bible. So we've got our absolutes in the Bible. It is the word of God. But you know something, Sister Amy, that's not easy. No, you're right, it's not. And I'll tell you a secret about the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit that gave us the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit that wrote the Bible, inspiring men, their minds, their spirit, their feelings, their actions. He inspired them. And if the Holy Spirit did that for us and gave us a written code, Spanish Código, God gave it to us. Now, if God gave it to us, he knew we'd need it. You know, if you're gone on, going on a boat, don't go without a compass. When you're going to fly, make sure that whole hydraulic system or whatever system it is that lifts that plane up, you better know it well. You know, because it's only in Hollywood where you see the miracle landings. And that's all on, on you know, on, on cine. What, what if you, you did it? You're... 
tova, okay? Now, the Holy Spirit gave us the word, so what? So he'll reveal it. What do you mean by that? The spirit of the word of God will come through to your heart and life. That's why his graduation gifts, that's all we gave. We gave a portion of the Bible. We gave a Bible. Why? Because it's in this word that you will find, and there isn't an issue that isn't, isn't met. There isn't an issue today, in the world today, that isn't examined by the word of God, that isn't examined by the Bible, that there isn't, let me even put it this way, there's a treatise. There is, on every, every human dilemma. You'll find it here. And you know what I love about the Bible? No heroes. No heroes. You see a man like David, the beautiful David, the shepherd David, the David of Psalm 23, the David of, of, the, of, of him and Goliath and the giant, uh, the David of the slingshot. He's also the David that lusts after a woman from his balcony, sends to have her husband killed so that he might not only possess her but keep her. And on top of that, there are about 50, 500 other women that are his. Because you see, it's not, it's not that he couldn't have. Any virgin in the land could have been his. Any beautiful woman in the land could have been his. What did they have? You know, they had harems. There's only one law given in the word of God. She must not belong to someone else. That's your only taboo. Can you imagine? And the devil would have you go for just that. And so our hero falls. Our hero is tainted. Our hero is overshadowed. But our hero rises up to say, forgive me, O Lord. Create in me a new spirit. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of living. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes him a greater hero because I can touch him. I can feel his heartbeat. I can feel my weakness in him. I can feel my downfall in him. But I know that in God I'll rise again. So we don't need heroes. We don't need heroes. The Holy Spirit will give us, who has given us the word, will give us the revelation of the word. That's why... You know why the Bible is new every day? Because you can read one verse one day and read the same verse the next day and read the same verse. Every day you'll get a new interpretation. Something new will jump out. And it's so beautiful. He also gives us the spirit of the word. And what is the spirit of the word? It's the spirit of God. God is translated through these pages to our hearts. And I like that. I like that. From the very old time, oh, there, there are misgivings, there are mistakes in, in terms of the spirit of man, but no mistakes in terms of the spirit of God. One of the basic mistakes of Israel, God said they were chosen, but not chosen to be separated just for the sake of separation. No, chosen to be separated to bring forth Messiah. They picked up the separation as a national thing. And, and they claimed it. And hey, to the day of today, it's caused chaos and death to their lives. But the chosen was just to be instruments of God. Now let me tell you what else the Holy Spirit will give you. He'll give you the feeling of the word. You know that I battle a great deal with feelings and emotion. 
Maybe because I came from an emotional center. And when you come from something, you tend to want to go absolutely the other way. But it's not the other way. It's the middle of the road. And so the Word of God does have feelings. And the feelings of the Word of God are quite interesting. The Word of God can make you feel good. How do you like that? It can make you feel good. But you know what? The Word of God can make you feel terribly uncomfortable. Oh, my, my, my. Have you ever had the discomfort of the Word of God? You just wish you hadn't read it. Because then you think you're not responsible for it. Yeah. The scripture says that it could serve like gravel in your mouth. Have you ever eaten gravel? Well, if you ever open a clam and, and somebody hasn't cut it right and somebody hasn't set it right, you feel all those little rocks in there with those cherry stones. You don't know what you're... All right? The Bible says that the word can go in as gravel, but you know what it says? It'll serve as honey once it reaches your bosom. And it will send sweet honey through your being. Yeah, it hurts when it goes in. I know that. We have the spirit of the word, which is God. We have the feeling of the word, which is precisely that. What it does to you, how it moves you, how it obstructs you, how it opens ways, how it stirs you, how it bothers you. Then we have the application of the word. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that if you surrender to it. And let me tell you something. The surrender is not all at once. I want you to keep that in mind. The surrender is not all at once. It's a problem. It's a process. By that I mean little by little, God will edge you in, little by little. You see, that's the story of the new wine in old wine skins. You can't do that. Because the new wine with its power to ferment, the new wine with its exhilaration in there, the new wine determining to become old wine is going to burst the old wine skins and we lost it. But you put new wine in new wine skins. And the skins and the wines makes it okay. Makes it okay. And the wine in there will grow old and so will the skins. And when you pour it out, I love what the Bible says. The best wine comes out of old wine skins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's gone through the process. Let the word of God apply it to your heart. Don't run away from it. Don't run away from it. Read it. You say, Sister Brett, it's hard. It's tough. It's rough. I see myself in it. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You see, the Word of God will become your conquering hero. The Word of God will make you the conquering hero, better said. The Word of God, it will give you a stillness. When everything inside is screaming and shouting, the Word of God will give you a foundation when everything around you is losing its place. I often, from this pulpit, utilize Joseph's family, and maybe you think it's, uh, it's cruel of me, but no, we have an understanding. We've lived through our agonies and our pain. And now that we're reaching 40 years of being together, two years that we were sweethearts and 38 that we've been married, we look back and we see our families 
Families that thought we were the two fools. Families that thought we were the two that would never make it. Families that saw us as the, what could I tell you? Kind of the uneducated bunch of the family. Kind of the two that didn't know anything. The two that lived off of offerings and traveled around like gypsy minstrel people. Little kids singing and playing tambourines and mama preaching and daddy had an organ or a piano and singing. You know, we were, we were penoso. I mean, you know, you felt so. You gave us an offering just for the way we looked. I mean, my God, let's feed them. Let's help them. Uh, we, we were a sad sack looking bunch. But can I tell you something? 40 years down the road, Joe's got cousins in psychiatric center getting electric shocks. He's got family. Brilliant lawyers. He's got a cousin that has come up in court against the best battery of United States Marshals and United States lawyers. And she's won every single case in the courts of Puerto Rico. So you're talking about a big woman, a powerful woman. Today she's a hermit in a little house near the sea in Ocean Park. Oh, she may not think she's a hermit, but I think she has so much to give the world. I think she has so much to offer, but she's come to the point where she's tired. You know, I think if I had her knowledge, if I had her, her presentation, if I had her ability to talk, I mean, the girl is a golden-tongued human being. But life's caught up with them, and life doesn't taste good. Can I tell you something? Listen to me, folks. We urge our children to go on to be big things, and I want my kids to be big things. But the greatest thing in the world is the fear of the Lord, Amen. to walk in his light, to walk in his love. You see, he's the one that never leaves us or forsakes us. He's the one that opens doors that no man can shut and closes doors that no man can open. He's the one that says, uh, your life will be like dawn that goes uh, until the day is beautiful. Uh, and in that day, I'll be with you. Uh, and in all the seasons of your life, uh, even in the autumn and the winter, I'll be there. Your gray hair will be glorious. And your old age will be filled of mellow thoughts and of great, great hope. Oh, folks, it's in the word of God. Yes, let's face education, but let's give our kids the treasure of Jesus, the treasure of God. Go home with it in your mind. Take your Bible, read it day and night. Let it be your food. Let it be your blessing. Let it be what you need most. Above all things sought after, seek wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is wrapped up in the relationship and friendship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I love you this morning. It is such a special morning. I thank you for the young people that have graduated among us. I thank you for their stamina. I thank you for their ability. I thank you for their stick-to-itness that brings them to great victories. And now, my Lord, bless them as they go on. Open doors for them that no one else but your grace could open. Oh, God, help them to realize that you can't go any higher than that which you get from God's grace. Because heights are dangerous 
the air is thin up there without you, Lord. Oh, help us, Lord Jesus. Be with this church in a special way. Every heart and every life that's here, teach us to search after wisdom. Teach us to be wrapped up in your holy wisdom. Help us, Lord, to do things right. Help us, Lord, to live right. To live in the process of what you have for us. Be with us in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you do me a favor, folks? Just sit back and close your eyes. Let's be still for a minute. Maybe a minute and a half. Let's just, would you thank God that Jesus is yours? And if you haven't accepted him as your savior, if you haven't given entrance to the wisdom of God in the person of Jesus Christ, you'd like to do that right now. Well, I'd like to pray for you. Is there someone here that says, pray for me? I need Jesus. Just put your hand up. I won't embarrass you, darling. God bless you. My good brother, God bless you. My sweet lady, God bless you. Is there someone else? Put your hand down. Darling, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. Yes, yes. You can put your hands down. There's someone else that says, no, I need wisdom. Sister Amy, I'm sometimes out somewhere in left field. I think I'm so smart. And my smarts just falls on me. And I get all burned. Pray for me. Let me see your hand. God bless you, honey. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Oh, what a day. God bless you, people. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. It's you and God. We won't move you any more than you're, you're moved right now. Is there someone else? Let's say, remember me. Is there someone else? God bless you, darling. God bless you, my brother. Anybody else? Heavenly Father. What a special day this has been for us. I thank you for it. I would ask you in a special way, in a very powerful way, for every hand that went up. Because Lord, when a hand goes up, a heart goes up. And when a heart and a head is put together a decision, that's powerful. I ask now that the entrance of thy word which giveth life and which giveth light be their experience Jesus sit on the throne of their hearts walk in victorious because they give you entrance they welcome you this morning be with them Lord oh Jesus make your abode in every heart make your abode in every life make your abode in every hungry soul and every hungry person make your abode just now you say that if anybody comes unto me, that you would in no wise cast them out. But that everyone that did come, whether it be a lifted hand, a lifted heart, a lifted body, anybody that says yes, you then immediately and instantly would give them the power to become the sons of God. Oh God, let every hand, over 20 of them this morning, every hand, let it be, an entrance, O oh God, of your presence, of your spirit. Let them stand tall and boldly as they leave, O oh God. For Jesus has come in and taken control. Lord, warm their hearts and lives. I know you'll stay close. Holy Spirit, give them hunger for your word. Do that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Sing it, folks. Hallelujah. I surrender all. Hallelujah. 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 Are you here for the first time? You've never been here before. You've never been to Crossroads before. This is your first visit with us. Is there someone? Put your hand up. Is there someone? You've never been here before. We have a lovely lady here. Let us. Would you stand? Give me your name and, and where, where do you live? By that I mean borough. <laughs> Brooklyn, Miriam, thank you. Good to have you here. All right. Someone else, no one else. Oh, yes, my darling. Stan, give me your name. Okay. Say that again. Susan. And from the Bronx, right? Susan, we welcome you. God bless you. Amen. Susan has shared some time with us in midweek services, so I was just so happy that you're here for the first time. Folks, as you go out, let me share this with you because it's important. Uh, we have, for those that don't own a Bible... And you'd like this one that I've, I've been reading. Uh, this is the Living Bible. Uh, you can purchase one for $5 as you go out. But if you don't have $5, we do have a New Testament we'd like to give you as a gift. They are free. The only reason we can't give you the others free is because uh, we just can't. <laughs> we can't afford to. <laughs> but uh, what, whatever you'd like, we have... Uh, I, I just want, I want everybody to go home with a piece of the Word of God. So there are free New Testaments back there, and there's a whole series of them, and I want you to enjoy it. Would you stand with me? Amen. Yes. We want you to enjoy a piece of cake and lemonade outside. It's made in the house, and uh, uh, we've prayed over it so no one will get poisoned. <clears throat> you wouldn't get me to buy anything out in the street there. But these kids have such animo. You know what animo is? Yeah, you know, the spirit. Yeah. Wow, I got to get out of the way. At 62, you can't take that onlash, right? Onslaught. <laughs> no, I'll be out there. All right, we're waiting for you. They're waiting for you out there with cowboy hats and all the doodads that have to do with vacation Bible school. Heavenly Father, we're rejoicing in you. We come to your house because we need you. But you know, Lord, when we leave, we leave satisfied. We leave healthy. We leave wanting to shout. We leave appreciative of what you give us. We, live, uh, we leave with life in our hearts, in our minds, and in our being. Be with each and every one of us throughout this day. Bless the one o'clock service that comes up so quickly, Lord. Bless the Spanish service, uh, Lord. Help us in a very special way. Lord Jesus, dismiss us 
not from your presence, just simply from each other and at this time. In thy name, amen. Keep in mind, no service July 4th, no Bible study. No Bible study July 4th. Greet one another. Please do that. Please do that. <laughs>